Welcome to Bridging the Gap. I'm your host, Marianne Rose. You are about to embark on a relevant and timely journey of thought with registered psychologist, Dr. Cyrus Dirksen. Thank you for tuning in and expect to be enlightened right now. Good to see you again. Good to see you, Marianne. Thank Always you. fun. I appreciate it. Woohoo! I love our show. We get mm-hmm. to be on radio every week talking to Winnipeggers, but there's listeners. I saw our analytics where we're being listened to. The majority of our listeners to the podcast are from the USA. Well, hello, USA. <laughs> That's yeah. great. Yeah, somebody's excited about bridging the gap. Thank you so much for listening wherever you are mm-hmm. in the world share it with whoever comes to mind that would be great across the planet mm-hmm. yeah. outer space <laughs> do you know anybody there? Ooh, well we might soon one day <laughs> Elon Musk has his way yes <laughs> oh that's fun I know people in outer space in a different kind of way I mean that's at least mm. where I imagine it. it's like up mm. we up. talked about heaven before mm-hmm. yes. and beyond the great divide and yeah. somewhere in the unknown and mm-hmm. all these wonderful pictures if you want to count them mm-hmm. then we know lots right Yeah, lots of people I wonder if heaven is listening to this program mm. Yeah, you wonder, eh? Kind of what if they have like podcasts that they listen to yeah. up there? We got a favorite one. They all get together. On the line, <laughs> to the that would be bridging the gap, then, wouldn't it? It would. <laughs> hey, it's possible. Definitely. I actually remember hearing the story of somebody who had a, I guess, what would you say, a vision, mm. an experience where they really felt like they were out of their body, which mm. I believe happens to some people, mm-hmm. and they had an experience in heaven oh wow and they had met someone who had read their book Ooh, wow <laughs> that's interesting yeah. i like that <laughs> that's and cool they came back and it wasn't a dream like yeah, yeah. this was a real thing now people could beg to differ and say sure, oh well sure. you know you weren't really there that was a dream yeah you're yeah. probably on mushrooms it's <laughs> like um, no this person was sober i i had an experience <laughs> like that not quite going to heaven i was in a prayer meeting and i felt myself to Attached from my body and go up into the top corner of the room. That's as far as I got. Didn't get to heaven. Maybe next time. But I was looking down at the prayer meeting, and that was just interesting to me. And I didn't really think much of it. I didn't think of it as a spiritual experience in particular. I just thought, oh, you know, some weird kind of thing that happened there. And then when we were talking during slash after the main prayer time, another person in the prayer meeting said, Cyrus, I saw you up in that corner while we were praying and it was the same corner <laughs> of the room. I thought that was, I mean it's not like we have prayer meetings where everybody's guessing where they are in the room. <laughs> That's never happened before. And so I thought that was really neat. Sometimes these things are maybe a little bit more than we think they are. Yeah. That you have a being that mm. can travel mm-hmm. outside of your body Mm-hmm. and also be in your body mm-hmm. at the same time. Yep. And that is just wild, supernatural, yes. yeah. somebody's thinking crazy. <laughs> but I hope you're actually interested and mm. you're going to stay with us as we carry on our conversation <laughs> today. We're not going to talk about that exactly, but it's fun. <laughs> what we want to talk about today is imagination mm. because it's beautiful. Yeah, You can have a healthy, wealthy, bright, brilliant, fun mm. Mm-hmm. imagination and you can also have one that can be really destructive mm-hmm. and so you can go on different paths 
yeah. take different journeys. Mm-hmm. We can have a day of it. Mm-hmm. Let's make a day of living in hell. <laughs> With our imagination. <laughs> you can torture yourself. You, you can. definitely can. Yes. Repeatedly. Yes. But you'll say it with that excitement. <laughs> yes. But it is a choice. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is. Mm. A lot of it is. Mm-hmm. It's something to be aware of that you can take hold of your thinking mm-hmm. and change it based on some things we're going to talk about today (laughs) it's the saddest thing about depression is the feeling that nothing you do can make a difference and maybe you're feeling that way right now as you're listening to this and it's a sad thing to feel like there's nothing you can do but there are there are things you can do and yeah hopefully we can help give you something today that will make a difference for you that's exactly right that's what we're doing that's what Mm -hmm. the show does we are here to help people to bridge the gap Mm -hmm. go to the other side Mm -hmm. explore and find out what your thinking is capable of one of the things about well talking about life or death dark thinking depressive episodes or a life of depression is leading to suicide that that's a decision that people make with that overwhelming heaviness Mm. and there's another kind of i would call it suicide for relationships is infidelity Mm. and that's what i wanted to talk about in relation to being committed being with somebody your heart has committed to they are committed to you and you're committed to them Mm. and so guarding fidelity yeah something that we can talk about we can Mm -hmm. open that up it's not just an automatic you have to sometimes think through Mm -hmm. decide ahead of time yeah yeah it's such an important idea how do we create safety in relationships and how do we keep that alive because it's so important and it's so destructive when it goes the other way when people are torn apart and when that security is gone it's harder to love it's harder to trust and that's what we want we want you to feel in your life like you can trust we want you to feel in your life like you're secure and that you can receive and give love and that's what fidelity is about for things to work out. I think that when a person gets to a place where they would decide, they've followed an imagination already, Mm. usually. I know there's occasions where somebody just, well, I couldn't help it. I fell right into it. Mm -hmm. It just happened. Mm. And it's like, "Mm -hmm." (laughs) mm-hmm. Okay, so now there's this new law in Canada where... It's part of the court system now mm-hmm. that if a person is drunk out of their minds, hmm. that that is now considered this drug has induced you to... Oh, so they are no longer culpable. They're no longer blameworthy of the crime mm-hmm. because they have this mitigating factor of being drunk. They're yes. no longer responsible for their behavior. Though it was the decision to have the next drink and the decision to yes. have the next drink and the decision well, you would assume that in most cases the the state is voluntary right you know like people have chosen to be there in that state on some level right and wow i wonder yes. i mean now you got me asking quite I'm, I know. I'm, 
this is going to be something for you to explore and yes. think about. And, wow. and I think that's part of what I'm even getting at when I'm talking about what you can do to your mind and mm -hmm. how you can make decisions to shut it off. Yes. You can do that with alcohol. Mm -hmm. And that's an option. And then now, but I, you can't blame me. I had too much to drink. It's yeah. like, I can blame that you had too much to drink. Yes. Um, but yeah. apparently in court. Now, the other part is that there's substance, like substance abuse disorders. Yeah, of course. Are things that this is now more of a mental health medical mm -hmm. side of things. Yeah. And so there's grace in yes. a lot of cases. Wow. And so it's a really, really tricky balance. Mm. But I also think that that's the same for life mm. in relation to really bad decisions and relationships because you're going to make them and it might not be infidelity. Mm -hmm. And I'm not suggesting that just everything is forgivable because humanity. Right. But I'm also saying there's a side of it. I would say one of the most important things to think about when you're guarding fidelity, which I think is in line with what you're talking about here, is to realize that you are a human being and that it can happen to you. You could get, you were saying like, oh, it just happened, you know, like, uh, you know, I didn't realize or I'm not blameworthy. I was drunk or I was, you know, under some other substance or something like this. And it's like, well, if you're going to guard fidelity, if you're guarding anything, you have to be alert and you have to be aware of the danger. If a guard just falls asleep and says, eh, nobody's coming, there's going to be no attack tonight, then they can get drunk and they can fall asleep and they can do all these things that increase the risk. So you have to think about it like it could happen to you. It's very scary when couples come in and they're like, oh, you know, I'll never cheat. And it's like, well, you know, I, I love the belief. I love the love that you have and the, the commitment that you're feeling right now and how it feels like that commitment can never be overcome. But if you don't think about your own humanity and weakness and all of these things, you could drink too much. You could put yourself in a tempting situation that overcomes you in a way that you don't realize. And that is not a way to guard fidelity. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's an on-purpose decision in your life, in all of our lives, that we can choose. Like I know about many times when you go to a wedding, mm. the verses from Corinthians are read. A lot of people know this, the love chapter, First mm. Corinthians 13. It says, I actually have it here. It's funny, I'm actually preaching on that this Sunday. That's, that's, awesome. the, that's the chapter. Okay, so it actually starts with verse 1 in chapter 13 of First Corinthians. If I speak with the tongues of men and of angels but have not love, then I have become only a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and all knowledge, and if I have faith so that I can remove mountains but don't have love, I am nothing. If I give all my possessions to feed the poor, if I surrender my body to be burned but do not have love, it does me no good. I'm going to stop there. If I surrender my body to be burned, stood out to me. <laughs> That's just something. What kind of world did they live in? This is a couple thousand years ago, right? When mm -hmm. Paul writes this. That was an act of sacrifice mm. to let yourself be burned. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm not quite sure what the road would have been to say, if I surrender my body to be burned. Yes, it's quite dramatic. It is. Quite extreme. <laughs> but the picture is sticking with me mm. for doesn't matter. Yeah. That's amazing that it doesn't matter. And it doesn't matter yeah. because 
it does nothing without love. Yeah. What we were saying a moment ago about a dead action or a useless action, if it's not held through with love, it's not lip service. Mm. It doesn't count mm. if it's not from the heart, from real love. Yeah. Sacrifice, it's not actually a sacrifice. It's not mm. about sacrifice. Mm. <laughs> that does very little mm. in the big picture. Sacrifice isn't <laughs> what is really needed. Sacrifice isn't the main attraction. It's not the main point. It's love that's the main point. Yes. How can we actually love each other? How can you love somebody in a relationship? You know, we talk about all these wonderful things that we do in relationships to try to prove something or worthiness or anything like that. But at the base of it, when I'm talking to couples, what they really care about is, do you love me? And they could talk about cleaning and taking out the garbage and they could talk about parenting or whether the other person smells but in, at the end of the day what they're really wondering is do you love me are you taking out the garbage that's a question but it's like well if you're taking out the garbage that means you love me it's like well if you're nice to the kids that means that you love me and if you take a shower it means that you love me and so they're not really concerned about those other things they're just concerned about whether they are loved and whether they can feel in love that's what people want these other things are important, but they're just signs of love. And so if the love is there, you don't have to worry about these other things as much. And the signs are something that don't do it mm. on their own. Mm -hmm. It's the heart. Now, you can't judge another person's heart. Mm. They can be absolutely amazing at doing everything sacrificially all the time, mm -hmm. constantly bending over backwards and being the best. Mm -hmm. But that's still not evidence. Mm -hmm. It isn't because actions... Mm -hmm. I don't know what kind of trouble I'm going to get in by saying <laughs> Say it. That, well, actions don't speak louder than words. In some cases, it's mm. not even just about the words or the actions is what I'm saying. There's something deeper mm -hmm. motivating the choices mm -hmm. to remain faithful yeah. and it's not just to look good yeah. and it's not just for a pat on the back or it's not just words that mean nothing like that sounding gong mm -hmm. that's what mm -hmm. I'm trying to say and what that scripture even says what love is what it actually says it is where it goes on in that 1 Corinthians 13 where love endures with patience mm -hmm. love is kind and thoughtful not jealous or envious does not brag is not proud or arrogant is not rude is not self-seeking is not provoked or easily angered doesn't take into account a wrong endured doesn't rejoice at injustice but rejoices in the truth love bears all things mm. hopes all things endures all things mm -hmm. and love never fails mm -hmm. I mean I wish I could come up with an acronym for all that that's a lot <laughs> I would encourage everybody who wants to really grasp what love is and mm -hmm. to live it write that down mm -hmm. 1 Corinthians 13 mm -hmm. verses 4 to 8 that's very helpful mm -hmm. like I'm thinking about one acronym there's that one for think mm -hmm. that people use before they go and hurt somebody think T is it true H is it helpful I, is it inspiring? N, is it necessary? 
K is in kind. That's the acronym for think. Mm. Think before you speak. Think before you act. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing here. Is that these words mm. of what I just read of what love is? Is it coming from love? Yeah, can help mm -hmm. you not mm -hmm. commit adultery. Yes, <laughs> one example. Mm -hmm. And it's not just knowing it, and it's not just a loose thing. It's like living it and deciding it. Mm. Now, we talked about drunkenness <laughs> and that that would be a decision to have one after the other. Yes. But at points in all of our lives, there's this thing where it's like Jesus on the cross saying, forgive them, Father, mm. for they know not what they do. Right. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of unconscious yes. <laughs> moments in our lives yeah. like we're, we're thinking. We're, we're driven by all of these things that are in our past and all of our emotions and, and our awareness of what's right and what's wrong or what's loving or what's not loving. You know, there's arguments about what is loving. We have lots of debates in our society about the actions that actually express love. And so I think that there is that level of sometimes people doing things that they don't know are hurtful. Like when I think about couples, sometimes people will even commit adultery out of a messed up kind of kindness. My partner hates me so much they want me to have an affair. And you could say that in an insincere, manipulative way, but sometimes people say it in a very sincere, depressed, almost suicidal way. You know, oftentimes when people are suicidal, they'll say things like, you're better off without me. How could you be so selfish to think about committing suicide? Well, I think I'm such a burden that suicide is a gift. So it's actually a loving thing to do, to be having affairs or to be committing suicide or to doing these things that can be so painful for others without us realizing it. And so I think that idea of even what is love, what are the actions that are loving, can be difficult. And that comes from this place of either being out of love with somebody else, which is what we were focusing on, like we need to love each other. But then the other one is we don't just have to love our partner to guard ourselves. We have to love ourselves. We have to believe in ourselves. We have to believe all things. We have to be kind to ourselves. And if we don't, if we don't love ourselves, then how could our partner love us? And then all of a sudden weird things start to come out. That could be very painful for everybody. Mm -hmm. I think that love is definitely the answer. I was thinking when you said, what is love? Probably some people also had the night at the Roxbury. What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. No more. And it's don't hurt me. It's yes. like thinking about the other person, even just going as far as that, is mm -hmm. like, okay, mm -hmm. is it kind? Mm -hmm. would be one very simple question. The answer would be no mm -hmm. in the heart, and would it cause pain? Yeah. Would you want to cause them pain? Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's another whole side of this. Yeah. The darkening of the death of the relationship, where mm -hmm. it feels like there's just so much wrong, mm -hmm. and that you don't care. Mm -hmm. Hmm. That there's callousness and coldness and all that kind of stuff. Those things can all be prevented, hmm. but that's a build-up oftentimes yeah. towards that decision as well. Mm -hmm. It's like there's no heart mm -hmm. anymore in this. Hmm. And mm -hmm. so the decision is just not even caring about the other person, possibly right. being cruel to them. Yes. Yeah, they maybe stop being a person. They stop being somebody that you're concerned about. It feels maybe in yourself like they're so unkind or so uncaring that this is just an appropriate response in an uncaring relationship. And it's sad. It's sad when things get to that level when you start to shift your frame about who somebody else is. Oftentimes in relationships, the difference between one that's doing well and the one that's not doing well is this feeling of like, well, I have a good partner, but they do some bad things. 
versus, oh, I have a bad partner and they trick you with some good things that make you trust them, but don't trust it, they're really a bad partner. Now, the difference between those two statements can seem very large, but often it's not. But if you get into that place where you're like, you've switched from I have a good partner who does a few bad things to I have a bad partner who does a few good things, then the darkness starts to overcome. And then all of a sudden, dark things start to make sense. Dark things making sense is something to inspire your imagination for light things. Mm. Not like feather light. I mean like the brightness of life, the good part of what life is. And when you can refocus your imagination. Mm -hmm. Because when it comes to physical suicide, Mm -hmm. not just relational suicide, that there's a dark place. Mm. And some people are like, oh. Oh, I could feel the darkness. Mm. But choose light. Mm. Resist the darkness. It's like a decision in even a moment. And recognizing it's dark and not agreeing with it. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, okay, this is dark. And then the sense of agreeing with it would also be in the realm of where it's about adultery, infidelity, where it's about cheating. It's like this animalistic nature, this natural desire, this flesh. Mm. And the word flesh really stands out to me because of some things that the Bible talks about related to the flesh being an enemy with the spirit. Mm-hmm. When I think about that, what came to mind, oh yeah, that is a scripture from Romans 8. It says, the mind of the spirit is life and peace that comes from walking with God. The mind of the flesh is actively hostile to God. Mm doesn't care about that. I just had this picture of God being right there, Mm -hmm. sitting in the room, calling you and inviting you to that light. Mm. And you deliberately deciding you're going to turn your back on Mm. love, Mm -hmm. the ultimate love, the real love. Mm -hmm. This is a picture of your battle Mm -hmm. when it comes to the flesh and Mm -hmm. the spirit. Mm -hmm. You have a spirit that's drawing you into Mm -hmm. light, Mm -hmm. walking with God. So that you can live. Mm, yeah. Live. Yes. <laughs> yes. I want to say go on. Keep living. Yes. I was just talking with somebody about a study that I'd read where it was talking about going on dates with married couples and how couples will often engage in this kind of expanding, you know, like growing type of dates when they start to feel bored but how that's a dangerous thing because if you start to feel bored in a relationship you're less likely to go on a date so it's not a good idea to wait until you're starting to feel that way and then also once you're starting to feel bored or when you're further into that if you go on that date that's lots of fun that will revitalize your relationship it's less likely to because you already have a perspective on the other person that they're boring and so it becomes this self-fulfilling prophecy of I don't want to go on the date anymore and then when I do I'm kind of it's awkward and I didn't have fun because I didn't think I'd have fun. So that's that darkness. If you allow the darkness to creep in, the good is less likely and the good is harder to engage in. And that's why when you're in these places, first of all, it's good to just stay in the light, you know, do the healthy things. It's easier than getting out of the bad stuff is just to stay in the good. So that's the first thing. But if you get into the darkness, if you're in that dark space, you often need help to get out of it. And when you think about God trying to, you know, work with people, you need that other mind, you need that other spiritual influence to pull yourself up and see things from God's point of view, to see things from an enlightened point of view, to stand on something different than your feelings in the moment, even though it doesn't make sense because in the moment it just makes sense that your partner is dull and boring 
and that you're not attracted to them anymore. But in God's view, you can still see them with that light. You can still see them with that positive perspective. But yeah, we sometimes just need help to get out of that darkness. Yeah, and there's so much help available in, I think, also the Bible, the relationship with God. Mm-hmm. I think the church, Maple mm-hmm. Crest Church is pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> a huge fan. And uh, Pastor Cyrus here, mm-hmm. <laughs> his mm-hmm. Dr. Cyrus is also Pastor Cyrus. So that's pretty special to get light and life from that. And just thinking about with your imagination that you can shift those thoughts towards good. Maybe the dark in the realm of infidelity is like, oh, it's exciting. It's an adventure. But then to shift to say life in the relationship is exciting and adventure mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I know you know maybe even if it starts out as bullcrap self-talk you don't believe mm-hmm. <laughs> even if it starts like you don't believe it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. now this is a tricky thing but you can retrain mm-hmm, your imagination mm-hmm. yeah yeah you can bring life back into your thoughts you can reshape them and even though you might have some habits with your imagination over time sometimes it's amazing how fast if you start to reshape your imagination how quickly it can change which is so encouraging mm-hmm. that people can get out of these habits so if you're in that habit there is hope mm-hmm. there is hope to be able to reshape your mind it and to have a different kind of imagination yes yay mm-hmm. i agree play the joys of fidelity and faithfulness out in your mm-hmm. imagination too mm-hmm. you know like mm-hmm. you can work the angles in your brain Mm -hmm. it's not a trick the heart is love and calling Mm -hmm. you towards living in love Mm -hmm. and so there's parts of this life that are so real and full and true and the way that we sometimes talk to ourselves Mm. isn't Mm. yes (laughs) it's just a little bit of effort Mm -hmm. sometimes imagine yourself in that place where you are believing those things where you are living out that life and imagining yourself living in the future with your partner Mm -hmm. where you can experience that faithfulness in your imagination rather than the opposite thanks for this time Cyrus thanks for those thoughts thank you Marianne well that was an honor to get to spend that time with you appreciate you tuning in please check out more of Dr. Cyrus at maplecrestchurch.ca and at drcyrusdirksen.com you are very welcome to come and join Maplecrest Church services 10am Sunday mornings at the Park Theatre 698 Osborne Street in Winnipeg we look forward to seeing you Thanks again and tune in next time for Bridging the Gap. I'm Marianne Rose.